Welcome to the Make Ready with the Experts podcast. I'm your host, Fernando Coelho. We're here at Pantio Studios bringing you the very best from in and around the firearms industry, covering topics like guns, gear, firearms training, self-defense, and so much more. Everything from industry insights about the latest gear and training techniques, to hunting, survival, and empty hands. But this isn't just about the guns, folks. This is about the stories. The military, law enforcement, and civilian stories of heroics protecting our country, fellow citizens, friends, and neighbors. MakeReady.tv is the official website of Pantio Productions and features over 5,000 segments from world-famous instructors. With new video titles added each month, MakeReady.tv is widely known as the Netflix of firearms training. However, we really do go beyond that. We have survival series. We have empty hands. We have edged weapons. We cover armorer skills. We've done documentaries, even medical and hunting. With your subscription, you will have access to an extensive library of videos. To be quite honest, we got a lot. Be sure to visit MakeReady.tv and subscribe today to stream our exclusive content to any device, anywhere, anytime. This is content that just may save your life or the life of someone you love. Yeah. Brandon, tell us who you are. Cool. Hey, uh... I'm an SF guy, just retired out of the Army, about 21 years. Um, been running around shooting guns my whole life. Doing and God's work. Yeah, doing God's work, right? Yeah. So uh, now I run a company called RPGI. We run shooting matches, uh, training, and, you know, we're doing instructional videos with you guys whenever you guys aren't making fun of us. So we definitely <laughs> appreciate the invite. Yes. We're yes. getting through it. All kidding aside, though, brevity makes the day go by fast. For it's sure. always fun to have fun out there. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, have fun for real and not just pretend fun like you're pretending to have fun. But right. The, but the person out there really is a douche. We actually, When you actually have fun and it's not pretend fun, you have right, to right. fake it, it's yeah. really cool. Oh, but yeah. he did... It, he did bring up the sponge bath thing yesterday. I didn't do it. My guy did, right. but then like he shut up and he changed his story. Yeah, which made it worse because you guys were bunking together, yeah. and he brought up the sponge bath. So is he here somewhere? Oh, there he is, off camera, smiling. He's got that evil smile. He's like, I'm gonna give that sponge bath tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I Man, can see that. No, he's not. That's no, not. <laughs> not what he's telling us. How many bourbons? Is it? Okay, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we won't even get into the bourbon from last night. We had fun. Hell yeah. yeah I mean, it was a good time. We actually still remember last night, so yeah. we didn't get that yeah. far. I survived. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did not man up yet to have a cigar, though. We I'm will try. Yeah, we I'm will try. try. Maybe tonight we'll have you have a cigar. And the first time I tried that, I actually, I actually lied to you. I had tried them before, but I didn't want to tell you the story. So I was in Argentina, and uh, this Argentine special forces guy said, "Hey, you must smoke this cigar," and. Uh, you know, I grab the cigar, light it up, and I'm inhaling the whole thing, bringing it in, nice and deep, coughing out, and he's just shaking his head, looking at me. And I immediately got sick, yeah, and lost my dinner. So, anyways, yeah. a little shameful, but you know, we'll try it. We'll Rightfully try it so. You yeah, don't yeah. inhale. Don't it's inhale. Cool though. Um, I must bring it up one more time since I don't think it's been mentioned on the podcast. Um, if it has been mentioned on the podcast, it is worthy of bringing it up again. Pete already knows what this is going to go to. Um, but it is so worthy of being brought up, and you're going to appreciate this because right. you know Pete. You've right, known right, Pete right. a long time. You've known yeah. Pete longer than I have. Yeah, there's a, there's so there's a good story here. Um, oh. We're down in Florida filming 
of Wilderness to Table season two. So while we're filming Wilderness to Table, we're getting pretty liquored up at night. At the end of the, we're busting our asses. Seven days, seven episodes of this show. It rained. Uh, animals weren't cooperating. We're oh, filming some night. We we didn't get liquored up on a collection of nights. We saved it all for one particular night. Well, all right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> and when we did that, we went all out. Yeah. Right. One of our crew decided he wanted to go get a hog with uh, night vision and thermals, and there's a bet going on, right? So Pete is sloshed. Yeah. Me, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not doing well. I'm right. Puddle. And uh, I, I flies. I think I have flies in my mouth when I woke up the next morning. Jesus yeah. Christ. He thought it was flies. <laughs> so speaking of waking up with flies in your mouth, I mean, some of the work you did, you, uh, we, we got to do your profile of Courage right. yesterday, and you brought up some stuff about your background. I mean, uh, that was uh, we, we meet all kinds of guys that have done work like you, and uh, was, that was the first time someone talked about, you know, being encamped in Afghanistan for a long period of time. Tell me... You know, talk about that, man. Tell us what, what, that, what it was like. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, for one, you know, it's always been a privilege to to do these these missions and be around these guys and be a part of a team, you know? Yeah. And um, just so happens that, you know, on this particular mission set, I was actually able to stay in the same mission for about three years, mm -hmm. from 2009 to about 2011. And, um, and it was, it, you're at home at Walmart, and it's you get the phone call, time to go back. Yeah, and, yeah, it's, it's kind of like rotate out, you know, mm -hmm. you're there, and then it's time to rotate back in, and, you know, you fly all over the world, and then you end up back in Afghanistan, and, and most of the time I would just come back in by myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, our guys went in as a team, and then later on as I was rotating in and out, I would just take the the next flight, you know, to Baltimore, to Germany, to Kuwait, you know, over maybe to Tajikistan, back into Afghanistan, just any way I can find. And you would just kind of migrate back into your life. That's right. And just yeah. you know, just uh, fully bearded. Yeah, yeah. No I showers. Wear, I didn't wear. Uh, no, we showered. I mean, I showered. Yeah. I mean, it's it's real kind of general, but essentially like gaining intel gaining you know making contacts. gaining the picture trying to figure out what's going on you know, mm -hmm. over there you know being more of a preparation of the environment kind of kind of mm -hmm. atmosphere you know yeah, got utilizing it. your sf skills to kind of to kind of prepare the environment and and look and kind of you know understand more about what's going on and, and utilize different techniques and uh activities to kind of get to that um, not so much running around in a gun truck Mm. Yeah, in those days, I was. Uh, you in, did plenty of that. Yeah, I did you, plenty of that. Yeah. But this wasn't that. This was yeah. more like, hey, look like Afghani as much as you can, mm. you know, uh, run around in non-standard vehicles, you know, with mm. no no armor, and, and and your ass is out there, you know, you're hanging out on the line, and and uh, I was with a lot of really good dudes, and uh, we did some pretty cool stuff that maybe we talked about in 25 years or so, but. Uh, you know, definitely made me feel like an SF guy for sure. And, and the Afghans that we worked with, they were amazing. They were truly amazing. And uh, I still keep in contact with a lot of those guys today, you know, especially through all the, the stuff that's happening. And I'm sure you guys remember um, as we pulled out, it got kind of tough for those guys. So a lot of phone calls around that time, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, the mission, you know, obviously you have to address that. Um, and then you know, you still got to train the guys, you got to train your team, you have to be prepared to fight. You know, it's not all just intel stuff or 
preparation environment, we still ran around and carried some pretty heavy guns. Yeah. You, well, you told me, in it, or you said you mentioned an interesting story yesterday. Oh, On yeah. the profile when uh, you were in your ranger panties out there. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. So I was saying, like, <laughs> hey, you know, a day that we're not working, you know, I was going to make a joke, but I'll just say it, you know, we're out there, nothing to do. Guys would just, you know, run around with a little Glock pistol and a ranger panties and, and work out and, and get tan, you know. And then when the mission came, you know, obviously you had to work. Yeah. But uh, in that scenario, it was just a normal day, man. And my little gangster terp, my little gangster interpreter and I were out there, you know, doing stuff in the camp and, you know, two guys are having a firefight, you know, what, three feet from each other. And it's a, you know, attempted green on blue, you know, on, on the camp. So once we, once we dug all that out, it was like, man, that, you know, in that, in that year, we had already had a couple attacks on camps uh, for the rest of the SF guys from seventh group. There was a couple bad ones and, uh, you know, our camp was targeted. So it was, you know, kind of one of those eerie feelings like, holy shit, you know, AK versus Glock in that situation. If that, if that other Afghan guy didn't, he didn't blast a dude, we would have probably been uh, stitched up pretty good, you know? So, uh, but very fortunate, man. Very fortunate for that guy. He's a hero in my mind. So, um, unfortunately, he lost his life that day, but he did it for us. So, we, you know, the guys really appreciate that, you know? So. Well, be, uh, and beyond that, Latin America was also a big part of your time in, in, in SF, right? Yeah, of course, man. Um, you know, seventh group, you know, going out to Colombia. I think overall in my in my career, I think I clocked in probably over 25 countries, you know, working in and visiting and, and doing stuff in, including Afghanistan, Iraq and whatnot. But, you know, many times to Colombia. I went several times to Brazil. Um, I ended up getting really lucky and being back and forth in a Trinidad and Tobago. Um, I, probably, I probably had 10 or 12 stamps in my passport for Trinidad and Tobago and uh, made a lot of really good friends down there and did some important work, you know, with those guys. So, interesting enough, you know, Trinidad and Tobago, the story there is it's, you know, it's about ISIS and, and ISIS recruitment on the, uh, on the island. Per capita, they have the, uh, the, most, the most Muslims per capita in the Western Hemisphere. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. It, you know, they had but a ripe crowd for the recruiting extremism. The bad, bad apples. Yeah, they just had a recruitment. Uh, you know, they had a lot of recruitment for extremism, and um, there's a lot of folks coming from the Middle East uh, pushing some of the guys to, towards extremism, which ended in a foreign, a foreign fighter flow into and out of Syria. So that was my focus from 2013, and basically until I got out of the army. You know, for the most part. And uh, you know many trips down there, so um, interesting times. Did some very, you know, I guess a very uh, unspecific kind of work that yeah. we'll talk about again. You know, for for that country, they they worked really well with us, and it was a mutual thing. So you know, imagine you're in a situation where you don't have the means to necessarily uh, identify those guys that are bad, and then you know your mutual partner in this the United States comes in and helps you out. It makes the country safer. The island itself in Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago is a beautiful place, and you know, and I know they want that to, they want that to be the story. They don't want ISIS and, and a lot of this recruitment and, and extremism to be the story. I know that for a fact. I've been told it multiple times by people high up in the Trinidadian government. So, but yeah, I mean, still have a great time. We went to back down there, you know, again uh, outside of the army, and you know, welcome with open arms. So. Yeah, it means we did something right. You know, we left it better than what we found it. So, which actually that. opens up another topic of something that we're actually working on, um, something that was brought to us by you, right? 
uh, short notice. Yeah, no, no, no time. No, no, I, no time. So, by the way, SF is great, but uh, video production, we gotta, we gotta learn, we gotta learn you a few things. Yeah, this is give us like more than two weeks notice next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so calls us out of the blue, out of the blue, gives us no notice, has this great idea, phenomenal idea, and wants to do it now. <laughs> I right leave, now. I leave in a week. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. So let's put together a crew. Yeah. Let, let's do this. Yeah. yeah. So, so now that you know that's not how we do that's shit. Not how we do it. <laughs> right. Free production's a little longer. We had to, we have to stick that knife in as many times as we yes. can. Yeah. Yeah. So man. bring it on. Yeah. Every time, every chance we get, we're gonna jab you with that. So. Yes. Yeah. You know, that just kind of comes back from like you know my time in the army. I you know I finished out as a. Uh, as a member of C-37, which is, you know, by far the best unit in the Army. I don't care what the Delta guys say or the Rangers. I was in the Rangers, and I know the Delta guys, so I can fucking say that. But, you know, C-37, man, is the best company in the Army. And, and uh, with that, you know, like that is a no-notice company, you know, uh, crisis response force. They call them the hard target defeat. Maybe next week they'll call them something else. But best company in the Army, and you know what? We do business just like that. Like, hey, we need something. We need it now. You know, and... Uh, I know that in the civilian world it doesn't translate, no. and, and definitely feeling that. So, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll definitely work on that. And we, we can normally turn on a dime, but Jesus, dude, yeah, really? Right. Can, can you be in Bogota yeah, in right. nine days? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we do have some good stuff that you brought, and we have more stuff that we're going to be filming. Right. So, uh, we're doing this thing called Shooting International, and. Um, I've, I've said this a couple different ways, but the easiest way for me to think about it is, um, you know, Anthony Bourdain with guns. So parts unknown with guns, but we're calling it Shooting International. And, and it's based on, you know, me as an SF guy going back into these countries, you know, learning the culture, you know, spending time with the people. You know, maybe we do some training, maybe we shoot a match, maybe we run a match. Um, but essentially just getting those, those moments with the people out there. And I think it's so far, I think it's going to be really good. Every country has its own story, and we want to kind of capture that, and uh, we want to bring that back home to to the American people and say, "Hey, like, check this out. This is how it is in, you know, say Colombia or Trinidad, Tobago, hell, maybe even Portugal." So, you know, we're going worldwide with this. This isn't just regional in terms of like Central and South America. We're wanting to go all the way around the world with this. So, you know, to to train people as you go but also learn about their culture 100 yeah yeah and it's and it's you know if you if you look at what kind of we're doing as we do this it's almost like i'm doing sf things in country but we're doing this on a different level more of a personal level with people because these are places you've been before that's right yeah you know these are now. old haunts yeah yeah we're cheating these are now. old haunts yeah. Right. So tell um, tell Fernando what we were talking about because um, this is all happening so fast. For sure. For sure. Uh, of going to uh, uh, in so with Bogota, we're planning Bogota right now. That's what we were talking about as we speak. I'm not going, am I? No, you're not going. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. not yet. But stand by. You might be. <laughs> um, but we, uh, uh, you are uh, hooking up with a, a team down there, yes, and, yeah. and uh, you're going to tell their story for the right. for the pilot episode, right? That's right. That's so, right. So talk about that. So uh, you know, for Bogota, Colombia, there's a unit called the Afiao, and it's a historical partner for C37. You know, the unit that I was in for uh, over 10 years in Seventh Group, and uh, it was our natural partner for everything. And what we're intending to do is get in with these guys get an inside look at their unit and get the story from them like how they were accepted to what they're doing now they have a international competition team that's won this special forces event um you know probably 
six or seven years in a row. Yeah, these guys are the national level counterterrorism unit. They are the best of the best. They're guy, the best guys from the Army. They're the best guys from the Navy, the best guys from the Marine and the Air Force. And uh, they're all put into this one special unit. And their mission is essentially crisis response, hostage rescue, direct action inside of inside of Columbia. So based out of Bogota, it's a perfect unit. You know, it's one of the it's one of the three units that I've ever went live fire in a shoot house in the stack with, you know, under not night vision. So like I'm very comfortable and I have some really, really long term friends in that unit. And uh, they've just been open arms to what we want. And, uh, you know, the access, like, can we shoot on your range? Can we stay with you guys? Um, interview whatnot so it's been it's been very positive so far and they've been moving mountains to get us in there so i think it's going to be a success very so good. far yeah and they and they they're vip and not just narcos no they're, no. no they're not just busting the narcos they're they're everything yeah it could be you know that they got say they got an international terrorist that came into town yeah they can go swoop in and get this guy if it was a narco you know yeah high value target kind of guy or high value individual they could go in and get the guy um and they and they and they they said according to our last conversation that they would take you and our cameras into uh yeah. not some place then we're gonna not to go attempt. alone yeah we're gonna have to do a little bit of risk assessment you know yeah. i'm not gonna try to get anybody in trouble or hurt yeah i think that uh they're setting us up to to talk to the uh the special ops police as well so we'll get a look from the military side we'll get a look from the police side and then at the end of the day you know we'll probably end up getting a shake hands and meet some very interesting people in the colombian government Mm -hmm. um, but beyond that, your training. So it's not just about visiting your old SF haunts no. and 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 t telling the story of these countries. You're also going in there. You're holding classes. You're holding self-defense classes. You're putting on a match, right, to help uh, the locals be able to shoot competitive shooting, right. And then uh, and then you're also doing the Anthony Bourdain stuff. You're going to dinner. You're eating the food, right. You know, you're visiting. You're it's an it's an all immersive experience. I call Just, it beat the streets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna beat the streets. So I mean, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be good. I think that uh, you know, for one, you know, depending on what it is, maybe they need, you know, maybe they want some range officer training so they can actually run the match, you know, as a staff, you know, or mm -hmm. hey, we have you know twenty, you know, aspiring competitive shooters. Can you train them in practical shooting? And uh, we've done that, you know, we did that in Trinidad and it worked out really well. And I think these guys want the same thing. Yeah. So. And the subsection of this is RPGI, your Range Project Group International, which is kind of the basis for all of this, for the idea for this right. and, for, and base, basis of your training uh, things that you'll be doing on the range in these countries with these people, right? Right. Yeah. So it was like, you know, the last three years of the Army, you know, building up RPGI um taking it out on the road in the states was a good thing you know doing the local scene running the training and running the matches called blocking and tackling right doing all the little things right but then we had to address the the eye you know the international piece and and one day i don't know man same thing like i didn't have this like let me well thought out plan i was driving up to my farm doing some training i was driving up to my farm and i said you know what we're going to do this shooting international piece we're going to train international let's do this right now and then that day, I just started hitting up contacts like, hey, do you want to get some training? Would you be opposed to us coming down and just getting some social media content? And I think I have this rough idea. And I think by the end of that day, I had about eight countries on board that were like, yep, let's do it. Hey, you got a house here. You got a car here. You just come in and train the guys, have fun, and, and uh, 
you know, shoot with us and, and eat food with us and spend time with us. And that's the other piece of it is like, it's not the story of shooting at international. We've had conversations, right. not all doom and gloom. Right. You know, it's, 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 here's the struggle, but also here's the, here, these people, there's good people here. There's good things oh, yeah. here, you know. Yeah, no doubt. So it's not all doom and gloom, but, you know, a, a, a balanced look at everything. But from a gun culture perspective, yeah. not the food culture. Right, right. right? So that's, that's going to be really unique for, for gun people, I think. Absolutely. You know what I mean? To get a show like that. Oh, absolutely. You I mean, know? We're so fixated here in the United States with what the gun culture is here. With IDPA, USPSA, 3-Gun, whatever the sport is, that's here. Or not just the sport, just the even the culture of like the the, well, the younger generation and you know and the, and the things they're buying, the things they're doing. Right. You know that's part of that too. Beyond right. the competition. Right. So here he is going to countries where it's super hard to have a firearm. You right. And I even be able to have it in your yeah. home. Yeah. I mean, what's gun ownership like in these places? Yeah. Right. It's and tough. I mean, it's yeah. really tough. I mean, we just experienced Trinidad and Tobago where. You know, you have to be 25 years old before you can even have a firearm, before you can even apply for a firearm. And, um, you know, if you if you apply for a firearm, you get it, and you go through all the training, you only you only are allowed to have, you know, your two magazines of 15 rounds in your pistol as you're carrying. So that's all you're allowed to. It's not like us here in the States where we can have, you know, 4,000 rounds of 9 mil to train on the range that you go straight to jail. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know that means like straight to jail? Like you go straight to jail. So they have to go to the range and like an authorized range because they have to get ammo from that range. They buy it on the on the day they go in and then they train with that ammo there and then they leave with their what they're allotted, which is two 15 round magazines wow. before they leave. And that's just Trinidad. You know, there's other stories like that um, in these other countries. And, and I think that that's going to be part of it where I'm going to tell that story. And, and what I really want to do, you know, overall is the lasting the second and third order effects of this is I want Americans to look at, you know, what rights we have in the states right now mm -hmm. with the Second Amendment and some of the efforts that's going on to kind of erode that and seeing what it could be like if that happens by by comparing contrasting to, you know, to other countries. Yeah. How does um, this compare to what we got here in America? Man, we are Absolutely. so lucky and so yeah. blessed. We have no idea how blessed yeah. we are to be Americans. No, it's, it is true. You know, it's really easy to get wrapped up in the minutia of, uh, of 2A, but at the end of the day, yeah, you know, it's we're super lucky. So, yeah. and you know, these countries they know that, and they're like, "Hey, man, in the states, you can have all you want, right?" And you're like, "Yes," and they're like, "Not here," you know. So you get that that same story, but people still make it happen. And these guys, we have in some of these countries, they have some of the the best competitors that I've seen, and like really good shooters, and they're making it happen and with with less, you know. So I can only imagine if they lived here and had access to all sure. that training and all that sure. ammo. So I definitely want to highlight that, you know, in in the series. And, uh, and paint the positive picture, you know, at the yeah. end of the day, like, hey, when we wrap it up, like, hey, this are, these things are happening, this is how it is, and oh, by the way, man, great country, there's all these really positive things about it, um, mm. just, you know, paint mm. a positive light on those guys. Well, the gun ownership, you know, the big thing for us is, you know, gun owners typically are some of the good salt-of-the-earth people, right? and maybe that's the same in other countries it is it you is. know maybe it's not just an american thing maybe just going under ownership and period that sense of liberty you know makes makes people more you know that to have better better values better sensibilities you know sometimes what, maybe not always but what i saw down there uh since i've been since i've been, I've been competing you know in other countries as well and what i found was that not only these guys are competing but they're actually they're using this competition for training. They're like, 
they're doing this stuff to protect themselves. So like they yeah. are essentially doing this to protect their lives. So because honestly, they don't have as much. They don't have first responders as. You know, like we do. Yeah, a whole different culture. And this is going to be so cool to be able to go to these different countries, show what their experiences are like, what their life is like, what their gun culture is like, and then contrast that to what we have here. Right. And maybe, maybe some folks here will have a better understanding of just how good we have it and how much we have to protect what we do have. Yeah, That's and true. how much not to let go of anything. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Instructional video we right. just finished working on. Two days, you knocked it out of the park. Thank you, appreciate that. Um, Weather held up. We were lucky there. We thought it was going to rain. It didn't. Right. Um, you were able to get so much done on the first day that it made our second day. I mean, I could almost sleep through half the second day. We actually had time to play with our toys exactly. on day two. Exactly. What? Oh, we're going to get B-roll? Yeah. Holy shit, we have time? Wow. You know? Yeah. So this was your first instructional video with us. What do you think it was like to film an instructional video? The instructional video for me, you know, like usually as an instructor, you know what you want to teach. You know, and now like we're trying to capture that for the audience to be able to get a good view of what's actually happening in a video. So, you know, I'm basically taking the lead from you guys, like, all right, hey, where do we cut? All right, how do we get to this point? Is this the best shot? And in my mind, I'm constantly assessing like how this is going so I can kind of be better. I felt better today than I did yesterday when I started, you know, and, and I think that anybody would yeah. be lying if they said they weren't nervous, you know, getting in front of a camera and speaking for the first time to actually not one camera, but you know, three or four cameras. So right, right. definitely a different experience. I think I got a lot more comfortable towards, you know, obviously the second day might've been that bourbon, but uh, <laughs> it was bourbon. definitely good. And, and I think that, you know, with this, this rifle in, and doing it specifically, the, uh, the 308. The Springfield. A, the Springfield, Springfield, right? Springfield, right? The Springfield yeah. platform yeah. is good. I mean, it's fast rifle. We shot it, dude, we shot it from five yards out to 600, you know, and, and, uh, and our buddy Mike Humphreys, shout out to him for... Oh, yeah. yeah. Mike Humphreys hooked us up big time. Yeah, right? he did. Springfield Armory. Uh, we've had a good relationship with Springfield Armory, but I've known Mike for many, many years. Mm -hmm. and, I, um, so have I. We have, we have Mike's yes. stories. We both do. We both do. Yeah, both yeah. Do. So, um, hey, Mike. So, so here we are. We have... Uh, I mean, this is the first time out of... This is video 120 of the tactical side. We're not going to get into the survival series or anything else, but from the tactical side, this is the 120th video, and this is the first time we focused on the battle rifle or heavy rifle, right. the 308 caliber, 30 mm -hmm. caliber um, um, uh, system. First time we've done that, and it was ironic. You're shooting, and there were times where I'm forgetting you're running a 308 because yeah. you're shooting so fast, the rifle is not moving at all. Right. And it's like, oh shit, it's a little bit louder. What the hell? Oh, it's it's 308. Yeah. You know. So that was that was interesting. That yeah. that Springfield Armory, um, uh, AR their version of their AR10 was was outstanding. I thought I thought for a rifle like that, you know, and again myself, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm shooting 308. Um, I could shoot it like an AR15, you know, and keep it on target, you know, but. I think what it offers is it offers a heavier round, more knockdown power. You can shoot out the further distances and whatnot. And uh, it's definitely a scary rifle to have on the battlefield. If you can shoot something like that, like a, in comparison to an AR-15, that fast, that accurate, I mean, it's definitely an advantage mm -hmm. um, in a combat, you know, in a combat scenario. And then maybe if it, they took it out to a competition, you know, shooting targets out the distance, you know, that fast is, is a good thing to have. So on both applications, I'd say it's a good rifle. And then uh, the that one comp, in 10 out there. That comp you put on yeah, there too. Yeah, that SJC comp yeah. made it super flat. And then we threw a, 
a Timney trigger in, inside yep. of it, yep. you know, for the AR-10. So they sent, you know, they sent that trigger for, for other things, but I borrowed it for this and, and I thought it was a, it was right on for what it needed. Um, then the ammo, we had the uh, Hornady ammo. Hornady ammo, the, uh, I want to say it was the 150 grain that we used out of that. Very accurate, uh, nice shooting. And then, you know, that optic on top of it, the one to 10, man, like that was just, oh, the Vortex. Know, send it, man. It was just freaking yeah. awesome. So yeah, that was badass. That Vortex optic was great. No, that was an overall great package. Uh, it worked really well for the video. I'm, I'm really digging getting this title out there for the viewers to see it. Right. Uh, we need to do more of this kind of content. Absolutely, and it was a lot of running gun in this, yeah, in this yeah, deal. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just, we were, you know, there was a lot of lecture, good lecture material, but there was a lot of running gun in this too, so yeah. it made a nice, for a nice video. I think, it, I think it allows people to know that they could, this isn't a gun that you need to throw onto some bipod legs and just shoot it from the, the ground or mm -hmm. shoot it on the barricade. This is the gun that you can run around and shoot with, mm -hmm. you know, anywhere from five to 600 yards accurately and mm -hmm. fast. So, mm -hmm. um, I hope that, <laughs> I hope that me running around like crazy person shooting this thing, you know. Well, it was nice. Uh, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good intel on positional work that you, right. that you, that you employ. Um, a lot of different things went over on this, on this video that I think is going to be new and fresh and unique. Mm -hmm. And the drills sure. were great too. I mean, again, running these drills with a 308 versus a 5.56, I mean, it's actually really cool to see. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm, 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 I can't wait to get it out there. And that'll be, well, we're going to start editing that next. Tomorrow. <laughs> Probably much. tomorrow. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe Friday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah possibly. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. That, that's usually how it goes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. That's, a, that's the life, brother. That's the life we live. <laughs> so we're going to have you come back out for more instructional videos. Okay. We have the, the, the world we're going to be jumping around, filming some crazy shit. Oh, yeah. A bunch of hoops we're jumping around here Love real it. quick. Love it. Thanks Maybe to you. tomorrow. Let's do it. Thanks to you. <laughs> here we go. He's Let's ready go. for us to go there tomorrow. Go. Yeah. 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 We have any plan? Yeah. Is there? <laughs> no, we have bourbon to drink tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this has been an outstanding shoot. I really am happy you came on board with our cadre of instructors. Uh, it's great to have you, not only as somebody that's doing instructional videos with us, but also doing something that's really cool and entertaining and traveling the world. Yeah, it's, you know? it's the content we always dream about doing. So, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, you know, so, absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, here we are. Uh, hell, we have our documentary series coming up on um, on the Order of Christ, the Knights yeah, Templar. Yeah, I know those. And a lot of a lot of cool stuff a coming. Lot of cool stuff beyond beyond instructionals. We're adding to the to the platform new yeah. new website. Just launched Amazon Fire yeah. finally live. It only took us what a year <laughs> to get our new yeah. website live. Yeah, exactly. So we have the new website, new, new mobile apps, uh, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Roku. Um, yeah, I mean we're we're we got a lot of platforms. Yep, we do, and it's all. Brand new. Yeah. We were yeah, so, hot off the press. Yeah. And it, so. it actually is pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I may even watch this stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so this, this, this type of content, this docu-series, reality series, docu-reality, docu I won't say reality, that has a negative commentation. Yeah. 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 But docu-series stuff is very cool because it does add the training element too. That's right. That's what yeah. makes it so exciting is it's, it's, yeah, it's it's culture and it's guns, but it's you know it's training, you know it's other countries. It's a lot of things. I think people will really dig it. I know. think so too. Yeah. So, you folks out there, I think you're going to like what we have coming. I think you're going to like our new platform. Uh, if you have not checked it out, check out. If you're on our website right now, go to our mobile app. If you're on our mobile app, go to our Roku channel or our website. I think you're going to like what we're doing, and. Um, 
you're going to be seeing more coming from us, more diversity, and more crazy shit. Because we like doing <laughs> the crazy you. shit. That's right. You know? So, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. And we're out. Be sure to visit makeready.tv and subscribe today to stream our exclusive content to any device, anywhere, anytime. Patio.